Come on, son. You can do it. Yes. Good boy, Robin. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday morning. We've got all your NBA action covered from a busy Tuesday night. I'm your host, Dave DeFore, joined tonight by Dave Schilling and Yovan Buha. We got Rob Lopez producing this show, keeping us all on the straight and narrow. Coming up, Anthony Davis receives a fine $50,000. The rising stars have been selected for the All-Star Weekend, and the Spurs steal a game at home. But first, the Rockets suffer a horrific loss in Houston. The Pelicans, shorthanded with no Anthony Davis, defeat the Rockets 121 to 116. Uh, no, no Anthony Davis, no Julius Randle, no Alfred Payton, no Nikola Mirotic, no Etwan Moore, no problem because they have Jaleel Okafor, 27 points and 12 rebounds. Yovan, uh, how do you feel about Jaleel? Is he now no longer a bust? I wouldn't go that far. Uh, it's I, one I would say game. He, no, it, it's actually been five. Uh, looking at his last five games, he's averaging 21 and 11 on 75% shooting. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, I would say that, you know, to take away from tonight's game, uh, or, or last night's game, uh, you know, PJ, t- you know, PJ Tucker was on him a lot. They had Kenneth Reed. Like I wouldn't say that the, the Rockets are necessarily the best example of like interior defense. Uh, so, you know, he was kind of shooting over guys like six, seven, six, eight. But with that said, he, he's kind of been Ennis Cantor light the last five games. They've kind of unleashed him on the block. Uh, and this is kind of what we had thought Jaleel could do when he was, you know, went number two overall, uh, a few years ago. So, uh, I mean, I, I guess the defense has been a little better. He's averaging two and a half blocks over that five game span, but, uh, looking at their defensive rating, it's actually been the second worst on, on the Pelicans during the, the five game stretch. So I'm not really sure what to make of it, but it is interesting. And, you know, if they end up do trading, uh, you know, Anthony Davis before the deadline, which I think we're all kind of skeptical of, um, it would be interesting just to see what an unleashed Jaleel Okafor would look like for a couple months. I, the thing that I've noticed with Julio is that the effort is actually there on the defensive end. And that's, that's huge. That was an issue for him. Uh, I saw him show on a pick and roll and then recover to cut off the uh, interior pass a couple times tonight. Really, really impressive. And and I say this as a guy who always thought he would figure it out, that he's just too good of a, an athlete. His footwork is incredible. He's such an offensive talent that if he just gave a, a modicum of effort, on the defensive end, he would be a useful player in the league. So I hope that this is actually, you know, that vegan Jaleel is the real deal. Uh, the Rockets are missing Clint Capella, but James Harden doesn't care. 37 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, extends that 30 point streak, 24 games. Kenneth Farid had 19 and 11. Dave, um, are they going to be able to win any games without Capella? I mean, anytime they're going to have a center like Jaleel Okafor that can get you buckets you're going to notice that Capella is not there. Yeah. I don't think it's very likely that they can win at the clip. They were winning before without their best interior presence. Uh, and also, can I ask this question? Are the Rockets better without Chris Paul? Maybe. I don't know. You tell me, Dave, I'm just putting it out there for the universe to ponder. Just taste that. Do you think the Rockets are better without CP three? I think that their identity is very clear when he's not there. If that makes yeah, any sense. It does. And it I does. think that matters for them. He has his own identity. 
he is one of those guys who dictates the pace and the terms of a game at that point guard position. And, you know, James Harden is really the guy who should be the facilitator for this offense and make things happen. And maybe the, the predictions of a few years ago that they wouldn't be able to get along, uh, are more accurate than we thought in that maybe they get along personally, but maybe they just don't gel the way they should, uh, on the basketball court. Who's to say it's, it's, uh, there's still time for them to put it together with a complete lineup, which they have not had for most of the season. So, you know, it's, it's the jury's out on this team once they finally have uh, a healthy roster. And now we're a little over eight days away from the, the trade deadline. And you have to think that Daryl Morey is working like crazy, trying to get a piece to come in to help this team. Hey guys, join us today for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. Go to fanduel.com slash B2B. That's the letter B, the number two, the letter B. Sign up, deposit five bucks, and get a $5 bonus in your bank from FanDuel. You can play with other back-to-back listeners today, Wednesday, in the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. If you win, you'll join us on a future mailbag. That's right. Come hang out with me. Come hang out with Zach. Come hang out with Jade on a mailbag. All you got to do is win the back-to-back Wednesday challenge at FanDuel.com slash B2B. In news, the NBA has levied a $50,000 fine on Anthony Davis, something that he makes in about 14 minutes of action uh, for his public trade request the other day. Um, He makes... Oh, sorry. We actually have that information right here. He makes $51,696 every eight minutes. Uh, If you make $40,000 a year, that's the equivalent of paying $78. Dave, uh, what kind of fine is this? And with a fine this low, what does that say about the rule itself? Well, the rule is ridiculous. I think we go back to the Magic Johnson business with Paul George on on Jimmy Kimmel and say this is absurd. Uh, you know what is really going on uh, on the level of tampering when you're in a public venue and you're saying someone is a good basketball player. LeBron saying that Giannis is a good basketball player. Like these are things that are accepted parts of the NBA landscape. And then this saying I'd like to be traded seems like a reasonable thing to say. Um, the problem is right now the NBA is suffering from a situation where the players are asserting more authority over their careers and their lives and what they want to do with themselves and where they want to play basketball. And the league is fighting back uh, in a way that's passive aggressive because of how little this, this money is, but it is something they can say like, look, you know, we're trying to get these guys in line when really they're, they have they have no recourse. It's not the NFL. Uh, the, the NBA Players Association is very strong and is has been able to get a lot of concessions uh, for their players during the CBA, uh, the, the collective bargaining um, periods. Um, you know, in these new CBAs that have been coming out every every time that they negotiate. Uh, this is just it's just posturing. It's just for show, and uh, I think it's ridiculous. Yvonne, there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance at play here because the league actually makes money on this type of drama. I mean, drama that you cover at The Athletic and you could subscribe at theathletic.com slash back to back. This kind of stuff, it drives attention to the games. It drives attention to the websites. It, it does so much for the business side of basketball that, you know, it, any kind of fine is just fake anyway, right? 
Yeah. And, and I, I also think it's a little ridiculous in the sense that, you know, so you're basically saying you'd rather have guys pull a Jimmy Butler and, and, you know, throw a public tantrum and kind of dog it and, and almost force their way out that way, or, or like a Kawhi Leonard or, or Paul George and sort of run it, you know, through the back channels of the media and sources and whatnot. Like I actually kind of think it was admirable what Anthony Davis did to, to some extent, just to kind of come out and say, uh, you know, I don't want to be here. I'm not going to resign. Like you guys should trade me. Like, I, I think that there's something to that instead of kind of doing the, the, you know, kind of, I actually think it's more drama if, if you go through the, the kind of back channels and stuff. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been the number one topic for like the last two days now. And it, you know, everyone's doing their fake trades and whatnot. And, you know, I even had to write about him going to the Clippers potentially, which, you know, isn't going to happen. But uh, I, I think that it's, it is a bit of a joke that, you know, they're kind of enforcing it this way when, you know, if he had just had an anonymous report come out that, you know, he, he was interested in leaving or whatever, he wouldn't have gotten in trouble. But the fact that they kind of made it official, they use it against him. And I, I just don't think that makes any sense. Well, guys, Luka Doncic officially going to All-Star Weekend. As a part of the world team, Luca headlines the world squad for the Rising Star game, which is going to be the Friday night uh, on All Star Weekend. Uh, it's going to be Luca Doncic, Ben Simmons, DeAndre Ayton. Those are the big names. Uh, team USA headlined by Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. So a couple of rookies and uh, De'Aaron Fox, who uh, has probably been better than all those guys this year. Uh, should be a fun game, Dave. Do you do you have a, a betting line on this game? Yeah, I'm betting I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I think Luka Doncic is being punished by being forced to play in this basketball game. Lonzo Ball has played in this game like three years in a row. He's no longer a rising star. You can't be a rising star for 30 years. You either, you know, what's what can I say instead of the S word? Because I know we're not allowed to curse. Cooper, get off the pot. Look, look, we got Team USA and Team World. Okay, Team World could have guys from the USA. Like it's the world, right? Like call it international. Come on, just change the name. Do something. I will say this, uh, Yovan. I know you're up on this. Did you see the jerseys? Yeah. Dude, how does the the Rising Stars game have better jerseys than the actual All Star game? I have no idea. That's uh, ridiculous. To to go to your betting line uh, question, I, I would say, looking at these rosters, I, I'd give the Team USA probably a ten point uh, advantage. I, I I don't like the depth of the Team World, honestly. If you, I have a prediction. Okay, let's hear it. Ben Simmons will make a three-pointer in this game just to piss us all off. Guarded or unguarded? Doesn't matter. Is anyone guarding in anything on All-Star Weekend? I hope not. Hey, back-to-back listeners, perhaps you missed the live show in Los Angeles this month, and perhaps you've missed the one in New York a couple months before, and you're really wanting to go, and you live on the East Coast, or you live on the West Coast, and you got some travel points and some sky miles. Well, go to Boston Saturday, March 2nd, at the end of the Sloan Analytics Conference. The Middle East in Boston is where we're having the show. Tickets are still on sale to the general public. No VIP. That's been sold out, but we still have a few general admission available. Uh, you can get your tickets through the Count the Dings Twitter or or Jade Hoy's Twitter page, uh, but you don't want to miss this show. If you missed it, if you're in New York and you want to come back for the experience, it's just a short little little drive or short little train ride. So go to 
Boston's live show, our live show, March 2nd, Saturday, end of Sloan Analytics Conference in at the Middle East. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Always come. In other games around the association, the Cleveland Cavaliers shock the world. Not really. They they shocked the Wizards, though, and they win a game 116 to 113. This is a bad capital B, capital A, capital D loss for the Wizards. The second time all season that the Cleveland Cavaliers have won two in a row. Go Cavs. Uh, the Wizards trailed by 25, mounted a comeback, but still fell short. Jordan Clarkson, 28 points, six of eight from three, really showcasing his trade value there. And the young King, Chetty Osmond with 26 points, seven assists, five rebounds. Uh, apparently uh, Bradley Beal uh, was told by, uh, or, or yeah, was told by Matthew Delavadova that he needed to stop flopping. Oh my God. You're still flopping. Bradley Beal scoring 31 points and having seven assists. Uh, Yovan Bradley Beal is uh is he going to be able to carry this team into the playoffs? He better. And, and, and that's kind of how, how sad the state of the, the bottom of the East is right now is that, you know, even with all their turmoil all season uh, with, with the Brooks trade and, and non-trade and John Wall being out, like this team is still only three and a half games out. They're, they're 21 and 29. The, you know, the, the Hornets, the Heat, the Pistons, they're basically laying out the red carpet for the wizards to, to be a seven or eight seed. And yet, you know, they have losses like this where it's just like, I, I really don't get it in Orlando. The Oklahoma city thunder defeat the magic one twenty six to one seventeen in a tradition. Unlike any other I'm hosting the ding and Paul George has another MVP like performance, 37 points, six rebounds, four assists, Russell Westbrook with another very important triple double, his fourth straight 23 points, 14 rebounds, 14 assists, his 17th triple double of the season, 121st career triple double. That guy likes triple doubles. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, 27 points, 11 rebounds, five assists. That's an all-star. Dave, uh, Paul George is my MVP. Is he the best player on the Oklahoma City Thunder? 100%. I mean, considering the shooting struggles was Russell, what the Westbrook has he had? I'm Bugs Bunny all of a sudden. Considering the shooting struggles that Russell Westbrook has had, I think Paul George is the best player on this team. When he plays well, they win. When he doesn't play well, they don't win. It's really that simple. Yovan, uh, Paul George had a huge first half and, and it just, it just goes to show how important wing defense is in this league. It, Orlando had no one who could guard him. Yeah. Looking at this Orlando team, it is like they have so much positional overlap and it, it is, you know, I was interested to see who they closed with. They, they closed with Aaron Gordon on the bench. I believe he was not fouled out. So that was just simply uh, benching him. And it, it is just like, this is a weird team. Uh, you know, Fournier, Terrence Ross, like those guys are not wing stoppers whatsoever. So for Paul George to drop 37, uh, I don't think that's that much of a surprise. Surprise, surprise, weird stuff happening in Orlando. In Detroit, the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo defeat the Pistons 115 to 105. Giannis bounces back from his seven, from getting blocked seven times the other night, 21 points, 11 assists, eight rebounds. Eric Bledsoe continues to impress 20 points, seven assists, five rebounds. Andre Drummond with 20 and 13 rebounds. Blake Griffin with 18, nine and seven. Uh, the, the Pistons really need to make a trade. Dave, are they going to get Mike Conley? And if so, are they going to like, are they going to be better with Mike Conley than they are with Reggie Jackson? 
I think that it would be a fantastic landing spot for Mike Conley. Uh, I think that they would be significantly better. I mean, that significantly sounds like they're going to end up being the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They'll be better. Mike Conley is 100 percent a better point guard than Reggie Jackson. I think Reggie Jackson is one of the most overrated players in the entire league and has never shown me anything beyond Jordan Clarkson level scoring and garbage time nonsense. Um, at the same time, I still think that they're a very mediocre basketball team. Uh, and I, I don't know if a, a team led by Blake Griffin in the twilight of his career is, is a, a true threat, even in the Eastern Conference. In Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets defeat the Chicago Bulls 122 to 117. Uh, the Nets have won the same number of uh, games that they won last season at 28. Very impressive. Uh, they've won 20 of their last 26. D'Angelo Russell led all scorers, 30 points, seven assists. Uh, Zach Levine had 26 and five. By the way, it's second night of a back to back. We talked about it on the ding yesterday. Uh, D'Angelo Russell did not close the game against Boston. Uh, Yovan Kenny Atkinson actually told him when he brought him out, out of the game, Hey, we need you tomorrow night. Prime example right here. They needed all 30 of those points to, to hold off a bulls team that, that seems to have found a way to scrap in some of these games. Yeah. And, uh, I think it, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, with all this Lakers talk, uh, and Anthony Davis and, and whatnot, like D'Angelo would have been a, a great piece to trade and, and flip for Anthony. And I think it's, it's just interesting how much that's, that's flipped, you know, that narrative from last season where it was like, Oh, the Lakers got this steal in Kuzma and, you know, D'Angelo's kind of just wallowing away in, in Brooklyn. And now that narrative is completely flipped. Uh, you know, he's looking like a potential all-star we'll, we'll see on Thursday and, uh, you know, no one really wants the Lakers young guys. So, uh, I think from that, you know, just looking from that perspective would have been really interesting to see, uh, if he could have been a centerpiece for a potential Anthony Davis trade and who knows, maybe he, he could be if Brooklyn pursues it, but, uh, yeah, like D'Angelo, I think his development has, has been really surprising. Uh, I think a lot of people had written him off, you know, kind of me included, but you know, 30 points, seven assists, like that, that's been kind of routine for him this season. So uh, you got to give him his props in San Antonio, the Spurs avoid an upset on a Rudy Gay game winner and defeat the Suns 126, 124. But Greg Popovich was not happy after the game. We were really fortunate to win the game. I thought that they outplayed us, uh, outcoached us, outphysicaled us, uh, out executed us. Uh, we had no respect for them or for the game. We didn't play with each other. It was a pathetic performance. And Phoenix got robbed. Lamarcus well, Aldridge had 29 points and 14 rebounds. Devin Booker led the way for the Suns 38 points, seven assists, five rebounds. And uh, Pop is definitely calling Danny Green to complain about this one. Uh, in L.A., the Sixers defeat the Lakers 121 to 105. Joel Embiid, actually, th to me, the big news from this, Joel Embiid pulled up a little bit lame on a, on a dunk attempt, hoping that his back is okay. He went to the, went to the locker room, did come back into the game, uh, finished with 28 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. Brandon Ingram with a career-high 36 points, had five rebounds, five assists, and one huge poster dunk on Corey Brewer. Uh, Dave, Brandon Ingram, I, I think at this point, has boosted his trade value a little bit. He's had 
a few nice games. Now the last five games actually been really good for him. Um, starting to look like a guy who could at least become an, an average starter in the league. Would you say? Yeah. I mean, I, the guy has physical gifts that nobody else in on that Lakers team has simply put, he has a longer wingspan. He's taller. Uh, you know, he can do things that Kyle Kuzma can't do that Lonzo ball can't do. And, and anybody else who is even remotely a trade piece on that team, um, can do. So of course he's going to be able to contribute on a level for an NBA basketball team just by virtue of his body. But at the same time, he has not developed in the way that you want him to, to develop, to be a Kevin Durant, to be a Giannis, to be an Anthony Davis. Um, that said, he could be very valuable for a 45 win basketball team. Jimmy Butler had 20 points, six assists, five rebounds, five steals. Ben Simmons with 19 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Yovan, uh, Ben Simmons, I, it's something I've, I've taken note of an individual plus minus, uh, for, for games. You can usually throw out the window, but this has been a trend I've noticed. Um, he was the only starter for the Sixers that was not in double digits, uh, positive plus minus. It seems like the Sixers are better off when he's paired with Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid than when Ben Simmons is out there by himself. Is that something that you've picked up on? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I think you saw in this game that, you know, when the Sixers kind of had their bench centric lineups uh, look, look like most of them were negative uh, and, and this ended up being a blowout. So that, that kind of, you saw the, you know, look at the rest of the starters, uh, you know, plus 27, plus 22, plus 26. Like uh, I definitely, you know, I think they got to figure that out where it can't just, you know, I think you got to almost make it you know, Jimmy alone or Joel alone. And I, I know they like doing the, the Ben alone and, and Jimmy and Joel together, but I think that doesn't, you know, clearly doesn't work and uh, they're going to have to figure that out. Moving on to the line of the night. We've got Paul George with 37 points, six rebounds, four assists and a win against Orlando. Russell Westbrook, his partner in crime with 23 points, 14 rebounds, 14 assists. Uh, again, in that win, uh, D'Angelo Russell with 30 points, seven assists in a win against the Bulls. And we'll, you know what? We're going to throw uh, Jaleel Okafor in there with 27 points and 12 rebounds in a win against the Houston Rockets. Dave, I'll let you go first. Who you got? I'm going to go with the best player the Lakers have drafted this decade, D'Angelo Russell. Congratulations, D'Angelo. You have ice in your veins and other things like blood. Yovan? I'll give it to Ja, uh, e even though uh, – you know, I was saying it, it could be a little bit of fool's gold earlier. Uh, I think what he's been doing the last five games is impressive. His team got a nice road win. Uh, a little bit of Ewing theory there. I know Anthony Davis has been out for a little bit, but, uh, you know, first game post trade request. I uh, that, thought that was interesting that they beat Houston, who's kind of desperate to win right now. So uh, I'll give it to Ja. That's going to be it for today's show. Make sure you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash count the ding. Subscribe to the back to back podcast feed. We dropped a new basketball buzz yesterday. We got a new nerd or she wrote coming out tomorrow mailbag on Friday. Subscribe to the black opinions matter Monday feed. You can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review this podcast, the daily ding, as well as all of our feeds on the back to back network. Kian Fahey's NFL pod, the interceptable, the house of Strauss, and pack your knives.